Good morning and welcome to a special meeting of the City Operations and Neighborhood Services Committee. My name is Sean Ellsburn, Chair of the Committee. To my left, we are joined by Supervisor Scott Wiener, who's been appointed to the committee today. Uh, we will shortly be joined by Supervisor Carmen Chu. Uh, our clerk today is Mr. Derek Evans. Uh, I would ask anybody who has a cell phone to please put it on vibrate or silent. Uh, as I think everybody in the room knows, we have a lot of people here today. We have a line outside. We have an overflow room in the board chambers, room 250, that has the two big screen TVs so you can observe. I would ask, after you've testified in public comment, if you would move into the board chambers so the people who are waiting outside can file in. You'll be able to still see everything. It would just make it smooth, smooth operation for everybody. Uh, with that, Mr. Clerk, can you please call item number one? Thank you, Mr. Chair. Item number one, ordinance amending the San Francisco Police Code by adding section 154 to prohibit nudity on the public streets, sidewalks, parklets, and plazas, and on public transit vehicles, stations, platforms, and stops except as part of permitted parades, fairs, and festivals. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, item number one is Supervisor Wiener's item. Supervisor, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Chairman, and uh, thank you to everyone on all sides of this issue who took the time to come out today. Um, it, I think it does show the, uh, that there is a lot of uh, passion on all sides uh, of this issue. Uh, Mr. Chairman, today we have before us legislation restricting public nudity in parts of San Francisco. Uh, this legislation, which is much more narrow than the broad nudity ban in place in our Parks Code and Port Code for decades, acknowledges that public nudity is part of San Francisco and that it's appropriate in some circumstances. The legislation also acknowledges that public nudity is not always appropriate, and particularly in our neighborhoods and commercial districts where we all have to live, work, uh, and live our lives together, public nudity can at times go too far. For many years, public nudity has been part of San Francisco. In our street fairs and parades, beaches, some of our bars, and the occasional and sporadic naked person wandering our streets. It wasn't a big deal, and few people cared. Over the past two years, the situation on our streets, and particularly in the Castro, has changed. Uh, public nudity is no longer random and sporadic. Uh, it's no longer an occasional quirky part of San Francisco. Rather, in the Castro, uh, it's seven days a week. Every single day in this neighborhood where people live, work, play, and conduct their lives. And to be very clear, um, despite some of the press coverage, this is not about cock rings, although that may be the most extreme example. It's not the heart of the issue. And that heart of the issue is that seven days a week, men, and it's almost always men, stand at Castro Market and often elsewhere, uh, displaying their genitals to anyone walking, driving, or just passing by. The situation in the Castro, which has become extreme, developed around the time I took office. There were immediate calls on me to ban it. I resisted those calls for almost two years and took significant heat from some quarters uh, for that delay because it's not what I wanted to do. I did not want to do legislation restricting public nudity because although I have disagreements with the opponents of this legislation, I understand and respect their view. I hoped, I assumed, and I believed, as did others, 
that this would run its course and we would return to the way it was in San Francisco with public nudity being a random and occasional thing on our streets. But the situation has not run its course. It hasn't worked itself out. Instead, it's only gotten more consistent and more over the top. Many people in this neighborhood and others are over it and believe it's time to take action. And after two years, I now agree. This legislation is much more narrow than our parks code and our ports code in terms of the restrictions on public nudity. It's narrower in terms of the body parts that are included. In addition, in this legislation, uh, in contrast to the parks code and the port code, uh, there is no requirement that uh, an offense ever be charged as a misdemeanor. It can be charged as an infraction indefinitely. That is not the case in the parks code and the ports code. Um, the legislation also contains broad and blanket exemptions for street fairs, festivals, and parades, unlike the Parks Code. So, for example, today, currently, um, because Civic Center Plaza is a park, it is illegal to be uh, nude in Civic Center Plaza, even during Pride. The Parks Code does not contain any exemption for that. My legislation does. In addition, this legislation has no application to beaches or to private property. The Castro and San Francisco in general is a place of freedom, expression, and acceptance. But freedom, acceptance, and, and acceptance do not mean that anything goes under any circumstance. Freedom, expression, and acceptance don't mean that we have no standards of behavior whatsoever. Freedom, expression, and acceptance don't mean that people can do whatever pops into their heads no matter what the impacts on others or on the neighborhood. As a result, I introduced this legislation to extend a narrower version of existing nudity bans to our streets, sidewalks, plazas, and parklets, to acknowledge that our public spaces are for everyone, and that as a result, it's appropriate to have some minimal standards of behavior so that everyone can enjoy these spaces. We live in a densely packed city, and we have to live together. We've always had laws governing our public spaces, and this proposal, like our Parks Code, recognizes that. Now, this legislation and this issue generally, well before the legislation was introduced, has generated significant discussion and debate in the Castro, in the LGBT community, and in the city as a whole. I don't pretend that there's unanimity around this legislation. There are strong views on both sides. I should say on all sides, because I think there are more than two sides, and I respect all of those views. But I do believe that the legislation has strong support in the community. And I'm not just talking about support from newspapers like the Bay Area Reporter and the San Francisco Chronicle, or from community leaders like Cleve Jones, or from neighborhood groups that support this, including the Castro Eureka Valley Neighborhood Association, the DeBose Triangle Neighborhood Association, the Castro Upper Market Community Benefit District, and the merchants of Upper Market and Castro. I'm talking about support from everyday citizens who live, work, or play in this wonderful neighborhood. Now, some have suggested that this legislation resulted from straight people invading the Castro, or people in Noe Valley objecting to nudity, or more people raising children in the Castro, or vocal uh, business owners. It's not the case. And in fact, very few Castro merchants have been vocal about this issue. As an initial matter, and I say this as a gay man who was drawn to the Castro in the 1990s because of its status as a gay mecca and safe space, I found some of the rhetoric around this issue to be offensive in its demonization of straight people and people both gay and straight who have children. 
Let's not fool ourselves. Straight people have always lived in the Castro. They were here before gay people began moving in. Many have never left. Many moved in 10, 20, 30 years ago when those of us who are gay did. And children have always been here. Maybe not as many as 50 years ago, but quite a few. In fact, there are three elementary schools within just a few blocks of Castro and Market. I say these things not to minimize the status of the Castro as the LGBT international beacon that it is. It occupies a unique place in the world, and it's a very adult neighborhood in many ways. And I'll fight as hard as anyone for us to continue to embrace our LGBT status, and I have done that for many years. But the Castro is for everyone, and we need to stop demonizing those who have made this neighborhood home and who aren't, like me, gay men without children. But to be very clear, this legislation did not result from straight people or people with kids or merchants or people from Noe Valley complaining about public nudity. The dominant demographic expressing concern over the daily nudity in the Castro has been gay men. I've heard from far more childless gay men in support of this legislation than from straight people or from merchants or from people in Noe Valley or from people with kids. And I'm not just talking about newbies. I'm talking about gay men who have lived in this neighborhood for many years. Read into that what you will, but there is clearly a difference of opinion among gay men. I want to make one final point, um, specifically whether there are already laws on the books that cover uh, this situation. There aren't, which is why Berkeley, San Jose, and other California cities have their own public nudity restrictions above and beyond the California Penal Code. Um, if there were already laws in place that could address this, I would not have introduced this legislation and subjected myself to some, uh, shall we say, interesting uh, commentary uh, among some of the uh, opponents. Um, and I include the, the frankly, uh, argument that I uh, truly uh, disagree with and that has been repeated over and over um, in some quarters, um, that saying that you have to cover uh, your generals on a public street or sidewalk is no different than requiring women to wear burqas or banning gay men or drag queens from being on our streets. I disagree with that comparison, and I think most people do. Public nudity currently is legal in San Francisco except for our parks, port, and restaurants. And the suggestion that we should use the lewd behavior laws, particularly the indecent exposure provision under the penal code, is problematic and ineffectual. Um, it's frankly unclear whether cock rings and other behaviors that we see in the plaza would qualify as lewd. I think it's probably borderline at best. And it is a terrible position for police officers and difficult to enforce the following. Um, is, his, is, is his penis slightly erect? Is it not erect at all? I don't think any police officer is ever going to make that determination, and I don't think we want them to. Is that adornment lewd or is it not lewd? Did he shake his genitals a little too vigorously to draw attention, making it lewd, or was it just accidental? No police officer is going to make that determination. Um, in addition, if we start encouraging our police to treat borderline lewd behavior as indecent exposure, um, that is an automatic misdemeanor conviction if they're convicted, and it means lifetime sex offender registry. I don't think we should do that. Um, this legislation would not lead to sex offender registration. Um, and unlike the Parks Code, it can be charged as an infraction indefinitely. 
Um, in fact, the police and the DA will now have an option uh, to charge what might be borderline lewd conduct under this infraction and not lead to lifetime sex offender registry. Um, Mr. Chairman, as I stated at the beginning, I gave this issue time to work itself out. It didn't, and the time has come to act. This is a narrow and reasonable piece of legislation, and I ask for your support. Now, uh, before we get the couple to come, I do see that SFPD is here. I don't know if SFPD was planning to present, as this is an amendment to the police code. Captain Moser from Mission Station. And uh, before Captain Moser starts, I have a stack of public comment cards here. If you um, are intending to speak during public comment and have not filled out one of the, well, this is blue, but there are actually yellow cards up there, um, please uh, fill out a card so that we can call you for public comment. Captain Moser. Supervisor Weiner, Supervisor Ellsburn, good morning. I'm Captain Robert Moser, and I'm the captain of Mission Police Station. Mission Police Station uh, encompasses the Castro District. Public nudity in the Castro has become pretty much a daily occurrence, and it has been for quite some time. I can tell you that along with the daily occurrence of public nudity come the daily complaints. Uh, we receive those complaints in a variety of formats, be them calls for dispatch, uh, be them in person, which is primarily what we get when we have our beat officers, uh, patrol officers that are in the area. Frequently, we will have individuals that will come up to us and complain about the public nudity and ask, why aren't you doing something? What can you do? We do have to explain to them, as Supervisor Wiener uh, explained, that California law, state law, really is very narrow and doesn't allow us to take action solely upon public nudity. Uh, so certainly uh, it puts the police department in a position where we are unable to take action regarding those complaints, um, and, it, and it certainly puts those officers in a position where they have to feel uh, quite a few complaints that they're not able to, to act upon. So from the police department's perspective, we fully would support uh, Supervisor Wiener's legislation. Thank you. Thank you, Captain. Colleagues, any questions for the, the department? Thank you. Okay. Great. Thank you. Um, so with that, uh, Mr. Chairman, if there are, if there are no comments uh, by colleagues, then may we open it up to public comment? Okay. Um, so I'm going to call off uh, names, and uh, uh, public comment will be uh, two minutes. Um, please speak directly into the microphone so that people in the chamber and people watching on TV can hear you. When you have 30 seconds left, you'll hear a soft bell, and then as a warning, and then when the two minutes are up, you'll hear a louder bell, and you should finish up uh, the sentence uh, that you're uh, uh, speaking. Um, so with that, I will uh, call off a number of names. Um, uh, Pat Tura, uh, Desmond Perotto, and I apologize in advance if I uh, mess up everyone's name. With my name, uh, I try to be uh, good, since my name gets messed up all the time, but sometimes we all... Uh, uh, mess names up. Uh, George Davis, Andrea Aiello, um, Russell Mills, Daniel Bergerac, Woody Miller, Bruce Smith, Wyatt Cerny, Paul Lucas, Sheila Tenney. And you don't have to go in the exact order, it's just that group is called. And, and again, before the public comment starts, I would just reiterate my request at the beginning. After you have spoken, uh, we would very much appreciate it if you would give up your seat in the room and follow the rest of the hearing in the board chamber so those folks who are waiting outside can file in and have their chance to speak. Thank you. Good morning, Supervisors. My name is Pat Tora, and I am here to represent the DeBose Triangle Neighborhood Association. 
We have heard from a number of our members about um, the situation that has evolved. Originally, it seemed like it was a novel attraction in the neighborhood and has now become a nuisance in the neighborhood. Um, there are, as Supervisor Wiener mentioned, there are three schools in the neighborhood. Sometimes those schools take the children to the Muni Station, which is right there. This has caused a lot of problems for the schools as well as I have witnessed myself the nude men walking in front and lingering around the library. This is unexcusable and the neighbors demand that something is being done. So the DuBose Triangle Neighborhood Association fully supports the legislation and looks to see its enforcement. Thank you. Next speaker. My name is Daniel Gonzalez, and I'm seven years old, and we go to nude hot springs and festivals. Naked people don't bother me, and they seem like nice people. Hello, my name is Bonnie Gonzalez. I'm nine years old, and I go to news events and hot springs. Naked people do not bother me at all. A naked person is like a dressed person. There is no difference. There is only one difference. A dressed person is warmer than a naked person. I believe nudity should be legal all around the world. Hi, my name is Inti Gonzalez. I go to clothing optional places like hot springs and festivals. Naked people do not bother me. And if God wanted if God wanted us to go everywhere wearing clothes, he should have made it so we were born with clothes on. And I think that it, nudity should be legal all around the world. And if it's a hot day, it should be it should be okay to take off your clothes. Before the next speaker, if I could ask everyone to please respect the board rule. We don't do applause. We don't cheer. We don't make sounds. I would appreciate it if we could all respect those rules. Next speaker, please. Okay. Yes, I'm a uh, San Francisco resident and voter. My name is George Davis. Uh, let me tell you a little story from the pages of history. We all know the story about how when the Nazis came to power, they made Jews and homosexuals sew yellow stars of David and pink triangles on their clothes. A lot less well known is that in 1930, Weimar Republic Germany, four million out of 85 million Germans were members of nudist organizations and clubs. In 1933, after the Nazis seized power, Hermann Goering issued a decree calling for the full use of all police and Gestapo forces to destroy the so-called nude culture, and they did. In San Francisco, we have an urban nudist movement. At best, you can say that we are regular people demonstrating body acceptance, freedom, and comfort. At worst, all you can say is that we are a harmless group of nonviolent eccentrics. A small, vocal, manipulative, unrepresentative, and discriminatory clique that's polite speak for fascist group 
is controlling Supervisor Wiener. Mr. Wiener has made a Faustian bargain. If there has to be a nudity ordinance, let's have the people of San Francisco decide if they want to lose their freedoms by an initiative in a free and open election. This initiative will only require the approval of four supervisors who believe in letting the public decide whether they are for tolerance and body freedom, or else kill this legislation now. This is San Francisco. People all over the world consider us a beacon of light for freedom of expression, freedom from censorship, tolerance, and center of free thought. This is America, land of the free. This kind of legislation can't happen here, can it? Thank you. Next speaker. Hi, my name is Sheila Tenney. I'm a lifetime resident of the Castro. I intend on raising my own kids here, but this isn't about children. This is about the neighborhood. And I do agree with Supervisor Wiener and with Captain Moser that the situation has gotten completely out of control. And I would just like to be able to walk down the street and buy a carton of milk without seeing someone's penis. That's it. Thank you. Next speaker. Hi, Desmond Parado, uh, resident of District 8, uh, Castro. When Mary Ann Singleton decided it would be a good idea to leave San Francisco and move back to Cleveland, she explained herself to Michael Tolliver. I can't handle all of this, Michael. I want to live somewhere where you don't have to apologize for serving instant coffee. Do you know what I like about Cleveland? People in Cleveland aren't into anything. Boring, in other words. That's how I feel about everywhere outside of San Francisco. Anywhere outside of San Francisco life, life would simply be boring. People visit and move here for many reasons. Most come for our diversity and our forward ways of thinking, our ways of accepting each other for who we are and what we believe. We fight for what's right, we celebrate our victories, and we have a city that stands with us in friendship and as well as politics. Recently, I've noticed a change, an effort to ban nudists from living in the life they want. To me, it's one step closer to becoming Cleveland and normalizing our city, which has always been stood out for being different. At what cost? Think about the children. Castro has been an adult neighborhood for the past nine years I've lived here. We do activism and outreach for HIV and STDs. We have over 20 bars in the neighborhood, six porn shops, and at least eight smoke shops. Yes, families live in the neighborhood, but why would you raise your child in an adult area to begin with, only to change, it, change the culture? All in the name of protecting our children rather than teaching, the, teaching them that the human body and sexuality are not something we should be ashamed of. Nude is not lewd, lewd is lewd. If we are worried about behavior, then we should be addressing the behavior and enforcing the current laws. This ban allows SFPD to determine when to enforce the law rather than going by complaints, which many don't want to take the time to file a report. Businesses will take all money, regardless of race, gender, or sexuality. My money, however, will not go to a business that are posing as our politicians, and my vote will not go to politicians who are creating laws by parenting their residents. This, to me, is truly what's happening. SF businesses and politicians, please don't parent me, as I, I've got two amazing parents and some pretty big shoes that you won't be able to fill. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. My name is Russell Mills, and I live in the Castro area. I've lived here for 30 years. The proposed nudity ban is unnecessary and reckless. It's unnecessary because it impacts the whole city in order to solve a minor problem at one street corner in the Castro. It's reckless because the publicity following such a ban can damage San Francisco's tourist business. This city hosts three large events that are famous for being clothing optional. The Beta Breakers, 
the Folsom Street Fair, and the Pride Festival. Together, these three events draw about one and a half million attendees each year. Many are visitors from out of town and stay in San Francisco hotels, eat at restaurants, use taxis, go sightseeing, and buy stuff here. These events are very important to San Francisco's businesses, and it would be foolish to jeopardize them. And jeopardize them is exactly what this nudity ban would do. If it passes, the news media will have a field day with it, with headlines like, San Francisco bans nudity. Nudists no longer welcome in San Francisco. Now, all the people in this room know that the ban makes exemptions for the city's big money-making events. But do you really think that the news media would act accurately inform their readers about these exemptions? Or that all their readers would understand the nuances of the law? Suppose that just 1% of the potential visitors decide to stay home because they think these colorful events may be now less colorful. That's a loss of several thousand visitors per year and a loss of the millions of dollars that they would have spent here. How will you supervisors respond when the owners and employees of the city's hotels and restaurants accuse you of squandering millions of their dollars to solve a minor problem at one street corner in the Castro? Common sense should tell you to reject this legislation and find a better solution. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Wilson. Next speaker. Ms. Ayala. Good morning, Supervisors. My name is Andrea Aiello, and I'm the Executive Director for the Castro Upper Market Community Benefit District. The Community Benefit District is responsible for maintaining the um, cleanliness and safety of um, the sidewalks and streets in, in the Castro Upper Market area. And in particular for the Jane Warner Plaza, we are charged with managing the plaza, keeping it clean, um, we have events there, that kind of thing. And kind of as seen as the people who are taking care of this, I get have gotten tons of complaints from people um, calling, emailing, stopping me on the street, complaining about the public nudity. And as a result, the CBD board of directors did um, vote to strongly support Supervisor Wiener's legislation. And I'd like to say that um, I think it's really important to understand that this street corner, as, as people have um, said, is really the heart of the Castro Business District and a very, very transit-rich area in the city of San Francisco. People come and go. People take the bus. They get off the bus. They transfer to a different bus. They, they get off the Muni. They come up from the underground. People from all walks of life, all experiences, all ethnicities, all ages, walk through this very, very busy intersection. I personally have observed older Asian women. This one time, it was, it was horrible. Two Asian women, older, they must have been, you know, in the late 70s, getting off the 37, walking down Market Street, and, and, and appalled. I felt like they almost fainted, that they are forced to be able to, to see people who are spread eagle, because it's not someone sitting behind a table quietly reading a newspaper, cover, kind of covering themselves, but it's spread eagle prancing around um, completely naked, men with their penises wagging around, and people who have been sexually assaulted have to see this without a warning. It's not like a, a beach. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Ayala. Next speaker. Good morning, 
Uh, my name is Daniel Bergerac. I'm a small business owner and resident of Castro Street. I'm also here as a board member of the Merchants of Upper Market in Castro. On Thursday, November 1st, the Mumsey uh, membership voted in favor of this legislation. Uh, previously, Mumsey surveyed uh, 20 businesses closest to the Jane Warner Plaza. Uh, these are small independent businesses. Many are gay-owned. Um, many employ gay people. Eighty-five percent of those businesses told us that the naked guys are negatively affecting their business and costing them financially. Their customers are telling them that they are not comfortable coming and shopping in the neighborhood. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, Mr. Miller. Hello, my name is Woody Miller, and I've been a San Francisco resident for 30 years and a resident of the Castro for 25 years. And I've heard a lot here today about people complaining about the nudists, and I would just like to say that people have complained about many things in history. They used to complain about gay people on the streets, but that doesn't mean that they should be banned. And I would also like to say that there is nothing wrong with the human body. I've also heard a lot of things here today about body parts, about penises, but I believe that you have to look at the body in its totality. And the idea that the body is obscene or indecent is learned behavior, which I believe makes it a form of bigotry. And I just think that um, we don't hurt anyone as nudists, and we don't intend, we don't mean to hurt anyone. We just want to have the freedom to dress or not dress the way we choose when the weather is nice. And I would urge you to reject this ban. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, before we get to the next speaker, I want to call a few more cards. I think these spoke already. N.T. Bunny and Daniel Gonzalez. I think those are the three kids who spoke. Uh, Jesse Oliver Sanford, uh, Dennis Spencer, Ed Allen, Jim Korn, uh, Gilbert Criswell, and David Wallace and Gypsy Talb. Next speaker. Good morning. <clears throat> My name is Paul Lucas, and I'm a District 8 resident. Thank you for this opportunity to speak before you today to encourage you to reject the proposed anti-nudity ordinance. As you know, San Francisco has been a socially progressive city. We lead the nation out of the dark on many social issues. Indeed, this is a major reason why I choose to live and work here. I find it ironic that the impetus for this ordinance is chiefly due to nudity at Jane Water Plaza that's just outside the Twin Peaks Bar, the first gays bar whose patrons, no longer ashamed or fearful of who they are, were clearly visible for large glass windows for the world to see. Supervisor Wiener claims that the majority of San Franciscans are offended by nudity. His claim was refuted by a poll of California residents conducted in 2009 by the Naturist Education Foundation that found that more than 60% of San Francisco Residents either somewhat or strongly disagree that they are offended by public nudity. I have a copy of that poll that I'd be happy to share. I therefore respectfully suggest that any complaints Supervisor Wiener received do not accurately reflect the majority's views, since generally speaking, those who are not offended by something don't contact their elected officials to complain about not being offended about it. Regarding the police, their inconvenience should not trump personal freedom. I hope that San Francisco will not capitulate to the vocal minority of complainers and instead continue to lead the nation out of the dark on this issue of public nudity and bodily acceptance. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker.
Good morning. It's uh, great to be here. I just wanted to say I very strongly support this legislation. My only concern is I think it should go further. If I were to pull my pants down right now and show everyone my genitalia, I would be arrested. This would be a major offense. However, if I was to do it in one of the busiest, most transit-oriented parts of the neighborhood or of the city, no one can do anything, no one can say anything, and for some reason it's perceived by a very small minority of people to be okay. I would like to point out that many of the people that have spoken are some of the nudist community, and of those people, there's, they wear around hats that adver uh, advertise for websites such as Buck Naked in Public, which is a public sex website. This has nothing to do with I want to be natural, I just want to be naked. This has everything to do with I want to get my weird sexual pleasure from being naked. Um, once again, I'm very strongly in favor of this. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Next speaker. Hi, uh, my name is Bruce Smith, and I would like to support this legislation. I, I would like to have the freedom to take my two nieces that visit me from Texas to an animated film at the Castro and not have them come out of the theater and be um, exposed to naked men. Um, I, I think it's, I, I think we should have the right to introduce nudity to our children when, and we, when we decide to choose so. Um, I also think that the nudity in the Castro, I've been there six years, and I think it has helped to escalate some of the other problems we've had in the Castro because many people that hang out in the Castro feel like, well, if I can hang out naked, I could do anything. And I really think that it's caused a great deal of problems in Harvey Milk Plaza. Um, as, uh, it's moved around the different parts of the neighborhood, and I just really feel it strongly that it should be something that should be banned. And it is only in the Castro. Many people have said, you know, why are we focused on this? Well, if they were doing it everywhere in the city, it might be more acceptable, but they're not. They're doing it in the Castro. Thank you. Next speaker. Hi, my name is Jesse Oliver Sanford, and um, for eight years I've lived on Castro's retail strip a block from Jane Warner Plaza. I see the nudists often. I've rarely seen more than half a dozen, and uh, none have ever been visibly aroused. Um, <clears throat> You know, I'm saddened that my representative, Supervisor Wiener, brought this legislation without holding open community meetings and without consulting those most affected, Castro residents and the nudists themselves, in any kind of open forum. Instead, uh, Supervisor Wiener, you seem to be treating local business groups as though they were a plenary, um, and that doesn't seem right to me. San Francisco's incredible economic growth rests precisely on tolerance, respect for diversity, and innovation. As the only major U.S. city founded by prospectors rather, rather than Protestants, we've been a welcoming home for sexual minorities for 150 years. Censoring the bodies of 800,000 people would run precisely against the course of that history and risk tremendous damage to the Bay Area's creative economy. I urge you to vote against Supervisor Wiener's proposal. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, Mr. Criswell. Hi, Supervisor Wiener and uh, Ellsberg and Carmen Chu. I oppose this legislation. You can't have it both ways, Scott, where you say you want nudity at the fairs and the parades and the festivals, and um, you don't want nudity in the Castro. I've supported you on a lot of things, but I feel that this is a war on gay men. The Republicans have put a war on women throughout this election, and now you're putting a war on gay men in the Castro. And I think this legislation is wrong, and supervisors should oppose it. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker.
Hello, my name is David Wallace, and I'm one of the people that urged uh, Supervisor Wiener to take action against the EVP at Jane Warner Plaza. There's a time and a place for everything, and a central transit hub in a tourist district is not the place to break ground for public nudity. We should designate areas such as beaches, where people are aware that this is going to be the norm, and allow this to take place in those areas. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and before I get to the next speaker, let me call a few more names. Uh, Karen Randall, uh, Rob Cox, um, uh, E. Suter, uh, Chiara Manadori, uh, Jeff Johnston, Gregory Fiorini, Gabriella Schultz, and Mitch Hightower. And if I could just say before the next speaker, if there are folks in the uh, overflow room, there are now some seats available in this room if you'd like to migrate in. Next speaker, please. Good morning. My name is Dennis Spencer. I'm here to support uh, Supervisor Wiener's proposal to ban public nudity in commercial and residential districts while keeping it for certain fairs, parades, and beaches. I've been a San Francisco resident for 37 years. I've been in business in the Castro since 1982. I'm a self-employed hairdresser. I bought my own shop in 2004. Over the last two years, I've seen a marked change in the, with the introduction of what has become a nudist living room at the corner of Market and Castro and surrounding areas. A small group of people have created an uncomfortable situation for the vast majority of people, uh, both residential business and many of the tourists. Uh, there has been a marked decline in the appearance and feel of the neighborhood. While I enjoy the spirited and creative feeling of the Castro, this small group is taking us backward to what I saw as the early 80s, <clears throat> excuse me, when buses of tourists used to go through the neighborhood and take pictures, like we were in a zoo. Uh, today they are trading money for pictures with the naked guys to take home and laugh at us, not with us. Uh, my clients say nothing to these people in the street, but almost all complain to me when they come into the salon. They are offended by the visual display, and some are hesitant to return, and business has been affected. You know, let's, let's be clear about this. This is exhibitionism. If it wasn't, they wouldn't be in the main intersection. They wouldn't be strolling around the Castro. They wouldn't be bedazzling their genitals for, to make you look. And I just think that it's time to put this aside and, and make it for everybody. And that's all I have to say. Thank you very much. Next speaker. And actually, one, um, I forgot to shift this at the beginning. If there is anyone uh, who, uh, um, for physical reasons, uh, needs to go early, we're happy to accommodate uh, anyone. My apologies for not mentioning that at the, at the beginning. Go ahead. Hello, my name is Ed Allen. I live in the Castro, and I am here to support your, your uh, legislation. Um, I've been around for 75 years, and I've been around nudist colonies and nudists, and it's just been wonderful. Um, if nudists want to live their lives, the Bay Area Naturists, Naturists have a, a marvelous organization with venues and events. Uh, I don't think my backyard is where I want to see you. Um, this is not about expressing yourself. This is about misbehavior as far as I'm concerned. I used to be a school teacher and a very small percentage of the children took a great percentage of the time in terms of discipline. I think police officers would, would say the same thing. So I view this not as expressing yourself but misbehaving. 
And so I totally, totally support your legislation. Thanks for introducing it, Scott. Thank you. Uh, next speaker. My name is Jim Korn. I live in District 8, and I've been living in San Francisco for 38 years because I believe there's something special here. I uh, believe I have access to free, certain freedoms that I might not have anywhere else. And whether or not I exercise those freedoms, I think is completely beside the point because the fact that those freedoms are there, I find exhilarating and, and liberating. So what I'm asking is, uh, please don't Peoriaize San Francisco. And I encourage the uh, members of this committee to report to the full board that the proposed anti-nudity anti legislation not be passed. Svoboda. Thank you. Thank you very much. Next speaker. Hello. My name is Gypsy Taub. I'm the hostess of my Naked Truth TV series, the new TV series that airs in San Francisco on Channel 29 on Saturdays at 10 p.m. First of all, nudity does not harm children. Have you ever seen a child cry because they saw a naked person? What do children do when they see naked people? They laugh. It makes them happy. It doesn't traumatize them. Nudity is natural and harmless. Our bodies are God's gift, and God doesn't make mistakes. Our bodies are sacred. And an attack on our right to be nude is an attack on sacredness, beauty, love, freedom, art, and creative self-expression. According to the Declaration of Independence, we all have unalienable rights, such as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Body freedom is our unalienable right, given to us all by our Creator, and no human being has the right to take it away. Excuse me, it's a violation of board rules for you okay. to Attacks on body like freedom are unconstitutional and un-American. Down with Scott Wiener and his fascist legislation. We refuse to go back to the dark rules. ages of body shame and sexual repression. Please. No to Scott Wiener. Yes to the Declaration of Independence. Yes to body freedom. One move body freedom. Down with Scott Wiener. Down with Scott Wiener. Uh, next speaker, please. Um, Supervisor Wiener, I cannot thank you enough for this legislation. My only complaint is it's a little overdue, but I cannot thank you enough. Uh, I'm a fourth-generation San Franciscan. I've lived in the Castro for 35 years. I've seen the Castro through good times and bad. This is really an amazing situation, I think. Uh, these men have turned the Castro into a peep show. Um, and, you know, we're not just an adult community. Uh, we have families in the Castro, and um, I do not have a family. I'm not from Noe Valley. Um, I'm not part of a clique. I'm one of those everyday citizens that you mentioned in your opening remarks. And I'm appalled by this behavior. My f and if the merchants do not understand this is affecting their businesses, then they're really naive. 
My family that comes down from Sacramento, we have six boys under 12. We always ate in the Castro. We shopped in the Castro. They will not bring our family now, our young people and our family, into the Castro. We now shop and uh, go out to dinner on 24th Street uh, because of what's happening in the Castro. So it is affecting the merchants, no question. Um, also, a, a little footnote, um, I took off work today because I thought this was so important. I want to live in a community, not a gay ghetto. And a community means you care about other people, you respect other people. It's not just about freedom and me. And this is the kind of narcissistic, self-centered behavior that I see in my neighborhood. I want to get the community back. I want to get, and that means diversity. And that means families as well as an adult. Um, a group of individuals, whether they be gay, straight, transgender, or whatever. We're losing our diversity. Families are moving out of the Castro. We've lost two families on Hancock Street. And I don't blame them. You know, if I had children, I would not want to raise them in the Castro either. So, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next speaker. Good morning. My name is Chiara Manadori, and I have lived in San Francisco for 34 years. I am a lesbian, I am a mother, and I am a volunteer leader in a girls' leadership organization. I drive my children to school uh, through the Castro several times a week. On those drives, the children have seen naked men on the sidewalk several times in the car, from the car. It has been upsetting and confusing to them. They have difficulty emotionally and psychologically processing it. Each time it has happened, I have had to struggle to explain the situation to them. I am at a loss of what I can tell them. It is normal to have a human body, but as a mother, it is my job to teach them the value of boundaries. If my child decided to take her clothes off at school, my child would be immediately sent home and a formal conference would be called with administrators and staff. If my child sees this as normal on the street, it puts her at risk for not knowing what is safe behavior from herself and especially from others. What I really believe is that people who expose themselves in public in non-designated events are committing a form of non-consensual sexual behavior and a type of violation. Approximately one year ago, I took about seven girls to volunteer at a pet adoption booth at the corner of 18th and Castro. While we were there, a naked man walked right up to the girls and stood there. He then walked away, crossed the street, and returned several times, clearly wanting the kids to see him. The adults in our group had to form a human barricade. The Castro is my neighborhood. It is my family's neighborhood. It is home to my community, and I want it to feel safe and comfortable for my daughter and our friends and family. I do not want to experience nudity every day in my city. I support this legislation and ask the Board of Supervisors to adopt it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, next speaker, Mr. Cox. Good morning, Supervisors. My name is Rob Cox. I am on the board of the Castro Eureka Valley Neighborhood Association and a longtime resident of the Castro. The EVNA Castro Eureka Valley Neighborhood Association has had a long conversation about this issue. And the board, quite frankly, was split for quite a long time about whether or not to support um, Supervisor Wiener's legislation. And we talked a lot about it. And the discussion went on for several board meetings over the course of several months. What ended up happening was the issue kind of forced itself 
again on us, as I think it did to Supervisor Wiener. And the board fully supports this leg legislation. And I think it came down to the abuse of a, of a small group of people in imposing their, their, willing, their, their nakedness, essentially, on the neighborhood without any, any kind of responsibility about what their actions were going were to incur. And I think, it's, again, is it, it happened once in a while. It happens at street fair. Nobody had a problem with it. We really were hoping it would self-regulate and that uh, the people would say, well, maybe we're overdoing it. But again, it has forced itself you know, into the, the conversation of the neighborhood. And as a neighborhood organization, we fully support the legislation. So I'll try not to be too hyperbolic, but to equate um, this legislation with Nazi Germany and Scott Wiener with Herman Goebbels a little overboard. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Hightower, next speaker. Good morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Mitch Hightower. I'm a longtime San Francisco resident and business owner. I am best known in the community as the organizer of the annual Nude in Body Freedom Demonstration, which takes place every year the day before the Folsom Street Fair. Naked, nude, two words that make almost everyone's ears perk up, even here in San Francisco. Since the beginning of his tenure, the District 8 supervisor has seriously exaggerated the nudity in Jane Warner Plaza to such a degree that it is now a citywide problem requiring the involvement of just about every elected official in local government. Pursuing this issue has garnered the supervisor extensive free media attention and his name is now known around the entire planet. Meanwhile, he is throwing away San Francisco's long-standing live and let live reputation for his own political gain. There are claims of thousands and thousands of complaints. I ask you, where is the evidence? I'll tell you what evidence I have. I have a petition with 1,500 signatures and comments asking you, ladies and gentlemen, the Board of Supervisors, not, I politely repeat, not to implement a citywide public nudity ban. The supervisor from District 8 refers to some of his own constituents as repulsive, disgusting, and a blight on the neighborhood. This repeated and continued public dehumanization of the nudists has rendered intolerance socially acceptable in San Francisco, California. Sadly, many people in the community now refer to the Castro District as District Hate. Ladies and gentlemen of the committee, please. Stop this headline-grabbing charade from further unraveling the unique social fabric of our amazing city. I implore you to kill this legislation today, this morning, right here, right now, before this hearing adjourns. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Good morning, supervisors. My name is Adith Wadis Suter. I've been a resident of District 8 for 31 years. Um, in that time, one of the things I enjoyed the most was walking down the hill to Castro to go shopping, the theater. Um, my dentist is at 18th and Castro. Um, ever since I came around the corner and almost bumped into a naked man who called me a very derogatory name and shook his penis at me, now I get in my car and I drive to Diamond Heights. I'm looking for a new dentist away from the area. And it's just appalling behavior that is keeping not just me, but many other residents from the area, um, an area that should be enjoyed by all, not just by a selfish minority. So thank you very much, Supervisor Wiener, for your legislation. I sincerely hope it passes, and so that some of us can go back to enjoying the Castro again. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Next speaker.
Good morning. My name is Jeff Johnston, and I'm a business owner, and my business sits just a few yards away from Jane Warner Plaza, about a half a block down towards the gym and Coldwell Banker. My clients tell me that they see this and they're uncomfortable coming to my office. My clientele is probably mixed at half and half of gay and straight, and I don't want to have to be embarrassed and have to apologize that I chose being in the Castro as where I want to do business and where I live. I live about three blocks away, and I have to walk past Jane Warner Plaza every day on the way to work and on the way home and anywhere that I go. I don't want to see these things, and I think the biggest testimony to what you can see about this issue is that lady drugged those children in front of you, and it was okay with people. And I, I'm a parent, and I'm a grandparent, and I just was infuriated that someone could drag their seven-year-old child and tell them to re repeat something that they don't even understand what they said. That's telling about this legislation. Please support the legislation, and thank you, Scott Weiner, for your great support of the community and the businesses in the Castro. Thank you very much. Next speaker. My name is Gabriella Schultz. I've lived in the Castro for 40 years. I was just screamed at about my darkness and about my shame. Is that what this is about? Is that who I am seen as? It's about we are not Harbin Hot Springs. We are not naturalist organizations. We are a neighborhood. This is about a sense of entitlement that I think is inappropriate. And I saw something new, cock rings, legs spread wide, walking around. I saw a fellow walk up the street on Castro, naked, get into his car, put on his clothing, and drive away. What is that? What is that? I feel that our neighborhood, our wonderful, lovely, lovely, diverse neighborhood in so many aspects has become a laughing stock. And it saddens me, it annoys me, and it's the sense of entitlement. The body is beautiful. We all think, I think the body is beautiful. We are not Harbin. We are not the Nudiskala. We are a neighborhood. And I very much support the ordinance. Thank you. Thank you very much. Before I call the next, or for the next speaker, let me call a few more names. Uh, Bruce Bodette, um, Ralph Eschenbach, Pam Dory, um, Anaconda, Josh Alexander, uh, Tom Lynch, David Perry, uh, Peter Sfera, and Michael Sousa. Next speaker, please. Hi, I'm one of your uh, visitors from Concord, California. I didn't intend to speak today. Uh, I definitely am against this ban. Uh, while I was coming in up to the office, I happened to stand by the busts out in the lobby there, and I, I was struck by the irony. Let me read to you what's written out there. San Francisco is an extraordinary city because its people have learned how to live together with one another, to respect each other, and to work with each other for the betterment of their well, I can't really read my handwriting, for the future of their community. Uh, I've not heard anything here about working together. I've heard about banning. I've heard about name-calling. I've heard about shaming people uh, because of the body that God has given them. I'm a nudist. 
I don't longer walk in the Castro. At one time, I thought I was welcome. I had heard about the Castro's welcoming of different activities. When I came there, I spent money in restaurants. Uh, the Twin Peaks I was in several times. Matter of fact, when the Giants won the World Series uh, two years ago. Uh, I now walk nude in other parts of the city. And people walk up to me. We discuss nudism. I had one person looked at me and one gentleman say, what about the women and children? And I asked him, well, what about the women and children? And he went blank. I mean, there is no evil effect on children. That's been proven over in, in studies. Children who live with nudity have less problems with, with body acceptance. Uh, so I just ask you to, to, to get away from some of the, the, uh, the, the money changers who are trying to weasel around the city of San Francisco's true feelings about this. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next speaker. Thank you. My name is Stephanie Rapp. I'm a resident of District 8 and a mother. Um, I've lived in the neighborhood for 15 years, my husband for 30. We're raising our daughter in this neighborhood in part because it is such a welcoming place. Um, gay and lesbian friends are part of the fabric of my daughter's life. And it is very distressing to me that if I'm opposed to public nudity, I'm somehow painted as either a prude or a homophobe. We belong to an LGBT synagogue. The work I do supports a lot of welcoming of LGBT members into the community, into the Jewish community. Um, and increasingly, the weekend errands have just become intolerable in the Castro. And I can say as a parent, it is my decision what makes my daughter comfortable and not comfortable. She's a preteen, and seeing naked men is distressing to her. Um, her public school often walks to the Castro because it's the nearest Muni stop, and I can tell you that teachers who have 35 kids, elementary and middle school kids, are incredibly uncomfortable about the fact that the only way they can do a field trip is if they have to walk past naked men. and. Public nudity is, we're not fighting for a civil right. Um, I'm not, I don't want gay people to be nude in public. I don't want straight people to be nude in public, not in my neighborhood. And I resent very much this has become an issue of um, whether you're a prude or you're a homophobe. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. My name is Leonard Satrankolo. I'm a resident of the Castro. And I'm happy to have an opportunity to talk to you about the what's called nudity in the Castro. I'm a supporter of nudity. I was an art student, was drawing live models since I was a teenager. Um, I do go to nude public beaches, both gay and straight. Um, I've, when I've been to nude beaches in California and in Europe that have families, I find it very sweet and endearing. However, in the Castro, I don't believe it's nudity. I believe it's exhibitionism. And to me, the issue is that for the exhibitionism to function, for the exhibitionist, they need to co-opt without consent other people. And to me, this is not unlike, um, even though I believe in a live and let live, it extends too far. Because when you co-opt other people, because specifically because they do not consent to being exposed to, I find it um, its just very unfair. The same way that I support people to listen to whatever type of music they like at whatever volume they like in their apartment and in their home, I don't support them playing it so loudly as to disturb others. 
If people want to smoke, I think they have the right to smoke wherever they want. However, blowing it in the face of other people crosses a line. And the same with this. I do not believe in the sexualization of nudity in general. However, I believe that a lot of what goes on here is a sexualized version of nudity that also sexualizes the bystander without consent. And that I find to be um, inappropriate and not good neighborly business. Thank you. Thank you very much. Next speaker. Hello. My name is uh, Raymond Borkowski, and I'm a resident of the Sunset District, but go off into the Castro and all that stuff. And I have been a nudist for 40-odd years plus for a member of the American Association for, for Nude Recreation, Nature Society, and I have been nude all over the world. I think San Francisco has a very unique opportunity to show tolerance rather than everybody saying that the um, nudity would they be bad for kids. No, that is not so. I have been uh, going to nudist parks, as I have said, for a long time, and I've seen lots and lots of children, and it does not harm them at all. Yeah, it is a cultural thing, yes. But I, 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 I'm fully opposed to uh, Mr. Weiner's uh, bill. And I, I, I would strongly suggest that it would be nixed in committee over here. And I will, <clears throat> pardon my stutter, but I will uh, continue going as new as long as possible. and. As far as the exhibitionism is concerned, no, I don't think it is that. I just mainly, when I go down to Jane Warner Plaza, sit on the uh, uh, chairs there and read my book and uh, talk to people, have some water and all that stuff. I don't go up and uh, approach people or non-nude people and all that stuff. And yet I have been harassed at times. Once. Uh, a guy came, I was looking for shade, and a guy, a guy came out of the shop and uh, really harassed me very, very verbally. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much, sir. Next speaker. Good morning. My name is Ralph Eschenbach, and I live with my wife in Woodside. I'm here to urge you to vote no on this proposed ban on public nudity. Though I'm not inclined to go to Jane Warner Plaza myself, I 100% support the right of those people that do. Nudity hurts no one, and it does no property damage. In fact, there's really no logical argument for this proposed ban. When you talk to the few who support it, it all comes down to one phrase. It's disgusting. I would remind you that beauty and disgust are in the eye of the beholder. And if disgusting qualifies as a law, what comes next? Many people consider obesity disgusting. Perhaps we should ban that and just solve our entire obesity epidemic. Luckily, our Constitution is built on individual rights and the individual's right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Many laws have been passed by the majority over the years, which ultimately are based on bigotry, hatred, and disgust, like segregation, misogyny, interracial marriages, sodomy, gay marriage, and many more. Every time one of these laws has been tested in court, it has eventually been overturned. The same would happen to this law if it does eventually get challenged. There is no logical argument to support it. It hurts no one. 
So let's not pass it instead just because a few people find it disgusting. San Francisco has always been a bastion of personal liberty and individual rights. From the gold rush to the 60s to today, people come to the city to be able to be who they are without concerns of bigotry and scorn. Nudity is just one more individual freedom that San Francisco has championed. We have already taken a step backwards with the towel law. Let's not take another step backwards. San Francisco has always stood up for the rights of minorities, so I leave you with this quote from Ayn Rand. The smallest minority on earth is the individual. Those who deny individual rights cannot claim to be defenders of the minority. This legislation is using a sledgehammer to kill a flea. I urge you to vote no. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Good morning. My name is Bruce Baudet. Um, as a child, um, my father had a very racist sort of perspective on things. Uh, he felt that um, black people uh, were bad people. Um, I don't think that as a child I would have developed uh, an exposure to thinking that black people were bad if not for my father. Um, as an adult, I've developed a broader opinion of things in which I think that I'm more open-minded. Um, so when I hear people discuss how disturbing this might be to a child, I see it more as a perspective that a parent brings to that household as opposed to some sort of independent sort of impression a child would have about nudity. Um, what I like about the fact that the nudists have come to the Castro speaks to me of uh, the straight people that have come. I know straight women and straight men that have been naked there um, who feel that it is safe to come to the Castro because of its openness and liberalness, uh, it being a progressive area. Um, instead, now it's coming off as less so. Um, I do respect um, Supervisor Wiener's opinion. Um, I have nothing against Mr. Wiener. Um, simply, we have different opinions. Um, uh, so I would like to um, state that I'm against the, the ban on nudity. And um, thank you for listening. Thank you very much, Mr. Bidot. Next speaker. Hello, good afternoon everybody. My name is Pam Dore and I am a resident of the Castro District. I've lived in San Francisco for 17 years and in the Castro for 13. I am a woman, obviously. I am not a nudist, but I completely oppose the ban on public nudity. Um, I live across the street from Jane Warner Plaza. I've lived there for about a year and I could see the nudists from my window. Saturdays I stay at home and relax and drink tea and watch the nudists and it's a wonderful part of our community and um, recently I was traveling a lot for work. I went to Jerusalem and I was hanging out with my gay guys and they were afraid to hold hands walking through Jerusalem for fear they'd get their hands cut off. I also went to Serbia and went to a gay bar and there's an iron door and they would only open the door if they can guarantee someone was okay and not going to go kill them. Even in Chelsea and New York in the porn stores you cannot have um, guys holding hands or kissing and I want to say that it's so great to be home in my community in San Francisco where it's colorful, um, exciting. People have mentioned over and over again that the nudists make them uncomfortable. I don't see what that is. If it's a, I actually applaud the nudists because I feel that they promote a healthy body image. Right now everybody, especially in the Castro, it's inundated with uh, 
men's magazines and these hot bodies and guys working out, but I think we should applaud all types of bodies. Um, I, the biggest complaint I've heard is people saying, these are not the people I want to see naked. Well, these are the people we should see naked. So again, I oppose the ban on public nudity, and I'm scared if this passes, what's next? Because I love San Francisco, I love the Castro, and I love the diversity. Thank you. Thank you very much. Anaconda. Hello, my name is Anaconda, and I'm the president of the Harvey Milk LGBT Democratic Club. And we oppose the ban on nudity because we feel that it's adding a draconian measure to um, something that is an isolated problem in an isolated area. Um, we feel that, as Supervisor Wiener said, that the uh, law on lewd behavior is not uh, encompassing enough to be able to take actions, and that instead of creating a ban and censoring um, people's behaviors and beliefs, and uh, that we should look at that law and see if we can make it a more effective law. Um, I don't think, and the club doesn't think, that it is appropriate to act lewdly in public. However, uh, we do see this as an opportunity for a better conversation, and it has started a conversation in the gay community about the body fascism that we already um, experience as gay and lesbian men and women. And we think that this is a very um, positive way to have a discussion, but we definitely don't think a ban is the right end to this discussion. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mr. Alexander. Hello, my name is Josh Alexander. I live in the Castro, and I'm not a nudist, but I oppose this ban. People say we need this ban because they are offended. Well, I am offended. I'm offended by this proposed legislation. I'm offended that I have to come to this hearing in order to speak up for freedom and diversity. San Francisco values that should not be under attack by anyone purporting to represent, of all districts, District 8. Yes, I'm offended. Where's my legislation? Legislation insisting that people mind their own business. One doesn't have to be a mental health professional to see that if you think other people should dress according to your preferences and you get really upset when they don't, you should probably be seeking therapy. Proponents of banning public nudity can't point to a single actual problem or issue of principle to support their position. All of their arguments boil down to, we just don't like it. That's not a good enough reason to take away an existing freedom from an entire city. If proponents really think this legislation has broad support, then I say prove it. Put it to the voters on the ballot. Don't allow a small group of disgruntled conservatives to impose their will on the rest of us. That's not democracy, and that's not what we put you in office to do. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. And if I, actually before you go, I apologize, let me call some more names. And also for anyone who wants to make public comment but who has not filled out a card, uh, uh, please do so. I'll read a few more names. Um, uh, Ivan or Ivan uh, Vera, um, uh, Charles Harris, Carrie Bush and Heather Frere, Glenda Ryder, Hank Cancel, Jerry Ferguson, Andrew Thompson, Raymond uh, Borkowski, you already spoken, thank you. Um, Tony Person, Wyatt Batty, and Pauline uh, Schulten. Okay. My name is Peter Sfera. Um, 
Supervisor Weiner said he had hoped the public nudity phenomenon would run its course, dismissing it as if it was simply a fad. Instead, it grew significantly, in and of itself a message that shouldn't be dismissed lightly. He characterized those who happened to enjoy the freedom of not wearing clothes on a warm afternoon as being just a small group of selfish exhibitionist men, and nothing can be further from the truth on any count. Like my wife and me, uh, the vast majority of urban nudists are responsible citizens who are eager to work toward a win-win resolution to this debate. Supervisor Weiner should be doing the same thing. He stated that the catalyst for this controversy was a perceived congestion at Jane Warner Plaza, a neighborhood concern best answered by local action. Following a community meeting, he told nudist leaders that he was willing to wait and see if self-policing by our ranks might improve the situation. Just a few days later, he introduced his legislation. Where was the waiting and seeing, or really any interest at all, in a genuine problem-solving session? Supervisor Weiner also said, we are an open and diverse neighborhood, and we need to embrace everyone. He and I clearly disagree on the definition of the word everyone. While his recent actions certainly do not serve the entire community, it goes much deeper. Asking the other 10 board members to approve a sweeping citywide ban to resolve an issue, a local issue that could easily have been handled in his own neighborhood is disrespectful to both those board members and to the constituents they serve. A draconian ban of an activity that has become an integral part of what makes San Francisco unique and special will only serve to diminish the city's enviable reputation as a social trendsetter and a benchmark for tolerance of alternative lifestyles of all kinds. Thank you. Thank you very much. Next speaker. Uh, good morning, Supervisors. Uh, thank you, Supervisors Chu, Ellsburn, and Wiener for having this today. I'd also like to thank uh, the many people that have come here, including many of my friends who are on both sides of this issue. Uh, I have been a resident of San Francisco and the Castro for 26 years, both as a renter, uh, a homeowner. I started my business there. One of the things I'd like to say is I have been saddened by the level of discourse on both sides of this issue, the accusations <laughs> cast against members of the board, members of the San Francisco Police Department, comparisons to Nazi Germany, uh, to me are out of bounds. I think what is missing in this debate is the dedication to civility. I am fully in support of this measure. It has become a vocal debate within my own home, within my own office, within the Castro, and to quote those great philosophers, Barbara Streisand and Donna Summer, enough is enough. Many of us have been saddened by what we don't see as an issue of civil rights, but an issue of civility. Being naked and exposing oneself in public may be considered enjoyable to some and may be considered to be a civil right to some. But to those of us who have lived, worked, tended people with AIDS, HIV, worked on behalf of LGBTQQ homeless youth, and dedicated hundreds of hours to the Castro, making it not an adult neighborhood, but a neighborhood, we find this offensive. I find it offensive. I urge the full board to pass this ban, which I'm sure no one is happy to have seen come before the board. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. I'm Thomas Lynch. I'm from Berkeley. I'm fearful of the precedent you will set by allowing this nudity problem to continue. Wearing clothes in public is certainly a healthy precedent. I hear now that genital decoration is the latest addition to the affront, which is the clue to further escalation to standards being yielded. I, 
were a parent, I would be outraged. It is not a free country for children who can't go play on certain streets because their parents are still teaching them what is, it is to be civilized. I no longer go to the Castro area anymore because I do not wish to be confronted with visions of exhibitionism that is an insult to most of us who are clothed individuals too busy to be standing around naked. Let's keep nudity to those private occasions where nakedness receives its true reward. Thank you. Thank you very much. Next speaker. Good morning, Supervisors. My name is Mike Sousa. I have been a resident of the Castro area for 15 years as a renter, as a property owner, and a business owner. My conference room for, fronts on to the Market Street area at the Jane Warner Plaza. And let me give you an example to what happens when clients enter my conference room who are looking to purchase homes within the neighborhood. Now, I am a proud owner of my neighborhood and celebrate our diversity within our neighborhood. I know my diversity within my neighborhood, especially when I leave it. When I leave it, I am very proud of my diversity. And I'm happy to share that diversity with other individuals who are looking to move in to our neighborhood. The challenge with that is when you're there doing the transaction with a new person who wants to move into your neighborhood and they see that outside the conference room window, they then look at you and go, do I really want to live here? Is this where I want to raise my children? Is this where I want to be? And how do you answer that question to that individual? The other circumstance I've had is when the tourists come into town. I had an Italian family come up to me and they go, is this normal? Is this normal behavior for your city? And I had to look at them and tell them, it is the bad behavior of few that encourage others to come. I'd like to be, I am in full support of what you were doing, and I thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Next speaker. Good morning. My name is Ivan Vera. Um, I oppose this ban because it's too broad for us. You know, if you want to target the lewd behavior, great. Modify laws to do that. Um, one of the great things about San Francisco is we're hosted a lot of fetish events. Outside of Pride and Folsom, there are a lot of minor events, bars, clubs, and stuff. Um, we need to zero in on what the problem is. I don't think nudity in general is really what we're trying to ban. I mean. For a long time, people were not complaining about people in chaps or jock straps where the genitals are hidden. And I want to make sure that this city continues to be able to host a lot of this event, like International Bear Rendezvous, International Miss Leather. There are a lot of small events that are not pride, that are not fulsome, that would be affected. People need to travel to and from events. Um, and I think this is far too broad and doesn't address what we really are looking to ban. So. I appreciate that. And you know, you're with Folsom as well, yes, correct? Yes. And I, I did meet with uh, Dimitri Moshianis from Folsom, and we did amend the legislation to address that specific concern right. so that leather events traveling to and from, et cetera, would not be uh, impacted. Okay. But thank you. I appreciate the, the perspective. Next speaker. My name is Charles Harris. I'm a resident of San Rafael, and I'm a director of the Naturist Action Committee, which advocates nationwide for body acceptance through body freedom. 
I am also a director of the Naturist Education Foundation, a national organization dedicated to improving the awareness of naturism and body acceptance among both naturists and non-naturists, and achieving an understanding and acceptance of naturists and our activities throughout North America. In late 2009, the Naturist Education Commission commissioned the polling firm of Zogby International to conduct a poll of the attitudes of Californians toward nudity. The, majority, the margin of error in this poll is plus or minus 3 to 4 percent. Question number five in the poll was, quote, do you agree or disagree that you are personally offended by the non-sexual nudity of others, end quote. The responses from residents of San Francisco were as follows. Strongly agree, 16.4 percent. Somewhat agree, 18.3 percent. Somewhat disagree, 17 percent. Strongly disagree, 46.1 percent. Not sure, 2.2 percent. As you can see, 63.1% of the San Francisco residents polled are not offended by the non-sexual nudity of others. The results of this poll, which to our knowledge is the only empirical evidence ever elicited on the attitudes of San Francisco residents toward nudity, clearly demonstrates that the premise on which the proponents of this ordinance rely, namely that the majority of the city's residents are offended by public nudity, is incorrect. So the choice before you, and if you recommend this ordinance to the full Board of Supervisors before every supervisor, is whether you will act in accordance with the tolerant attitude of the vast majority of the city's residents or in accordance with the loud voices of a vocal minority. San Francisco is a beacon of tolerance and progressive thought in a world where intolerance is all too common. Do you really want to make this great city like Wichita, Kansas, or Montgomery, Alabama? Clearly the majority of your constituents do not. You might instead consider emulating Wichita's sister city, Topeka, which rejected an ordinance, uh, an anti-ordinance. Thank you very Thank much. You. Next speaker. Hello. My name is Glenda Ryder, and I am the owner and one of the producers of the International Ms. Leather Weekend. We hold it here in San Francisco. And better than half of our attendees live outside of the city of San Francisco. I'd like to speak as opposing this ban on public nudity. While I may not like to see the gentleman unclothed in the Castro, I think it is a matter of tolerance. And what I can tell you, as somebody who brings more than half a million dollars worth of business to the city from people who do not live here, when we went looking for a new hotel because we had outgrown our current property. More than half of the city hotels that I spoke to in San Francisco said to me, this is a family hotel. We do not want your costumes in our lobby. This is San Francisco. I thought this was the home of tolerance. I moved to California from the East Coast because I thought California and San Francisco specifically would be more tolerant. What I have found is that is not the case and that breaks my heart. And I would hate to see the supervisors of this great city, this amazing home to free spirits, codify intolerance and the fact that some people are offended, reduce the civil rights and the liberties that we take for granted here. You folks really need to consider the slippery slope that you're creating with this ban. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for your work. Uh, next speaker. Good morning, Supervisor. My name is Andrew Thompson. Um, born and raised in San Francisco. I'm 50 years old. I'm probably older than you. Uh, Not by much. 
Okay. <laughs> well, my, uh, both my parents came to this country. Uh, well, I'll just focus on my mother. She came with her family to escape um, what was happening in Italy with Mussolini. And uh, about the time I was, well, I was born in 62, about the time that, uh, about the time that people were fleeing to the suburbs, uh, I asked my mother, why aren't we leaving? And she said, I want my children to be raised in the city. Back then, I took the, uh, I grew up in West Portal, took the uh, streetcar through the tunnel, um, and I was going to school at 7 in the morning just as the Castro was winding up their evening and saw all kinds of things uh, that um, my mother uh, may not have agreed with but trusted um, in the fact that uh, we could go through this city and uh, uh, see what what we see. You know, um, 30 years ago, right across the street, uh, U2 played at the um, uh, Civic, and uh, uh, the first thing out of Bono's mouth, and he was exactly my age, uh, he was 20 years old, he said, this is San Francisco, we can do what we want here. Well, he did that seven years later and spray-painted the Valancourt Fountain. Now, that was destruction of property, and they paid for that. Uh, that, that compromised the city. This uh, is not destruction of property. This is, this is uh, a problem with people who uh, do not like to see um, naked people, and it's, uh, it's how... Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, actually, let me call the remaining cards I have before we get to the next speaker. Uh, Tommy Abacoli Mecca, Leonard Citrangolo, uh, uh, Stephanie Rapp, John Gilmore, uh, Lloyd Schofield, Bill Faulkner, Gary Virginia, Eric Anderson, uh, Matthew Johnson, Carl um, Leitchum. Um, those are all the cards I have. Uh, if you'd like to speak, you can um, fill out a card, or if you don't want to fill out a card, just uh, stand in line and, and uh, make public comment. Next speaker. Hello, my name is Hank Cancel. I live in, I've been living in San Francisco for over 18 years. I live three, two blocks from the Jane Warner Plaza. I'm opposed to the legislation. I think it goes a little too far. I understand people's um, uncomfortableness with nudity, you know, something that they're just not willing to confront on the daily basis and stuff. But just because they're not willing to confront it on the daily basis doesn't mean we have to ban it in the entire city. I mean, I think it's a problem that's sort of just... 12 guys on a two-block stretch, and then suddenly we're going this draconian measure that the entire city, you can't walk around. Like, we also have our, like our critical mass rides that we do monthly. Like, for the last 20 years, naked cyclists have been riding with us, and this would suddenly put a kink in that, you know. Like, because um, I know you've made exemptions for, like, the Folsom Street Fair and um, Beta Breakers and stuff, but, like, our World Naked Bike Ride, our critical mass rides, those don't fall under those things. Am I wrong? Although they're, they're technically illegal, but the city allows them to happen <laughs> anyway, so I don't think that, I mean, if one were to go after critical mass, there would be many ways to do it other than nudity, well, no, but, but, but we don't. Mass, yeah, yeah. Well, critical mass is where people can get together and go on a bike, right? You know, that's something we have, it's our right to do. It is our roads. We do pay our taxes. But I think this measure just goes too far, and I know it should be, you know, to say that in the last 160 years there has been not a nudity ban and now suddenly we need one because of 
a small little neighborhood, you know, you know, business district that encompasses four blocks, I think it just goes too far, and I'm totally opposed to the measure. Thank you very much. Okay. Next speaker. Good morning, supervisors. First, I, I wanted to commend Supervisor Wiener. Uh, September 21st, I've never been compelled to email or contact a, a supervisor before in my life, but in September, my partner and I moved actually in May to the Castro Eureka Valley area. Having lived in six other areas in San Francisco, having guests come in from family, friends from all over, they've never had the reaction uh, that they've ha we've had and we've had to experience, which prompted me to send him an email on September 21st. There's a lot of discussion about diversity and freedom and all of that. I, I think the reality of it is, is if, if these nudists were congregating in Knob Hill or Pack Heights or in Fishman's Wharf, the other supervisors would have had to have done something just like Mr. Weiner has. Uh, it's just a matter of wanting our neighborhood back, wanting a community that you don't have to second guess what you're going to confront. And I will close just last night a uh, group of us went to 18th and Castro and there was a nudist standing right outside the restaurant and I saw firsthand two families that were coming for dinner that they left not wanting to stand in line having a nudist just stand right outside the restaurant. So I truly support this and I commend you for um, bringing it up. Thank you. Thank you very much. Next speaker. Hello, I'm Matthew Johnson. Um, I live and I also work and play in the Castro. Um, I moved here from Oklahoma six years ago and I was like, wow, the nudists, great, this is wonderful. However, they were meandering about. Now they're there. And unfortunately, um, with the addition of the parklet, um, it's become a showcase for ex exhibitionist beha bleh, exhibitionistic behavior. Um, the one day that I actually went out there to enjoy my lunch, I saw a gentleman come out there fully dressed, proceeded to take his clothes off, put on a cock ring, and started smoking. What was interesting to me is when I went back to work, I had someone say, oh, did you know that smoking is illegal in the parklet? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute here. Here's a gentleman who came fully dressed, which is not a nudist, I'm sorry, that's an exhibitionist proceeds to take off his clothes, put on a cock ring, and start smoking. That he's just drawing attention to himself. Um, so um, I've, been, I've been nude. I've been to a nude beach. I've been to Dory Alley. I've been to Folsom. I've been nude every single one of those places. But I don't feel it's acceptable at our streets. Thank you. I support this legislation. Thank you very much. Next speaker. Hello, my name is Pauline Chilton. I've lived here all my life, which is almost 60 years. I'm a resident of District 8. My family moved in in the 1920s and is still there. Um, I am in support of this legislation. I feel that it is not necessary to have uh, nudists in the uh, one of our main intersections. Um, and I feel that they are taking um, advantage of the Castro and the city's uh, well-known liberality. Um, I, having grown, my, my family's first house was uh, just a few blocks up Market Street from the Castro, um, so I'm very familiar with the neighborhood. Uh, that intersection is 
two blocks away from the Children's Library, two blocks away from the Eureka Valley Recreation Center with its lovely playground for children. It is three blocks away from two elementary schools. It is on uh, the intersection of a streetcar line, a bus line, uh, a um, uh, other m means of public transportation that children ride every day. And uh, I think that we're giving a message to the world and to the city that we really don't care to have families or children in the Castro. And I feel this is very wrong. Um, I would like the kids to be able to come to the Castro Theater and do the sing-along Little Mermaid and the sing-along um, uh, sound of music and enjoy the Castro just like the rest of us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next speaker. Hello. My name is Wyatt Betty. Um, I am strongly opposed to the ban on public nudity. Public nudity in no way harms children. The draconian perspectives of parents harm children. Whether or not a business is affected by nudity depends on the effectiveness of advertisement, the quality of their service, and the moral the morals of the customers, not the nudists themselves. I have spoken to many about the issue, and the objection I hear more than any other is, I don't want to see that. And more than a few times, well, if he wasn't old and or fat, I wouldn't mind seeing him naked. This is, this is clearly an issue of appearances. But if I don't like what someone is wearing, should they be expected to take their clothes off? This is clearly an issue of appearances. Just as Scott Weiner continues to push out the GLBT homeless youth who have nowhere else to stay because they were kicked out of their homes for being gay. This is about rich people who own their homes who don't want to see less than hot naked people and homeless kids in their pretty little community. The superficial desires of the rich should not outweigh the rights of the minorities. I hear talk of exhibitionism. Okay, fine. Wearing bright clothing and building big houses is exhibitionism. I hear talk of consent. I consented to wear clothes today and have only once been naked in the plaza, but no nude or homeless person has ever bothered me. And if a homeless or nude person causes trouble, punish them for what they have done, not for their nudity or homelessness. This, is, this legislation is an attempt at legalized bigotry. In an, if an individual does not consent to public nudity, he or she can wear clothes. We should all have the, um, the opportunity to choose uh, to what we wear and when we wear it, if we wear it. I was born nude, and public nudity is a civil right. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Hi, my name is Tommy Avakolineka. I have lived in the Castro for 21 years. I've been a queer activist for 42 years. I'm 61 years old. And I mention that because I remember a time when there, was, there were controversies about gay men and particularly drag queens gathering in public spaces because people were offended by the sight of gay men or drag queens in public spaces, offended. And some of the same things that people are saying here, they said about us, and I remember because I was one of those drag queens back in the early 70s in those public spaces that they were offended by. They were offended by the sight of me in women's clothing. And so 
you know, pardon me for not feeling very sympathetic when they start talking about being offended when I was the object of their offense 40 years ago, 42 years ago when I came out. And then also here in San Francisco, I remember a time when we were trying to set up shelters for homeless queer youth in the Castro in the late 90s, and I was one of the people involved with that. And at the community meetings, people said some of the same things. They were offended by homeless queer youth on our streets. They were offended. Business people said it was driving away business that our youth were homeless and no one was doing anything about them because they had nowhere to go but the streets. So these, I'm hearing these same arguments and I have to say, this really bothers me as someone who has given 42 years of my life for the queer community to be hearing these same arguments being used against another group of people. And finally, I want to remind everybody that Bevan Dufty, the former supervisor in my district, District 8, had no problem with his daughter hanging out with the naked men sitting around. And in fact, he was quoted in SF Weekly, I believe it was, saying that he had a harder time explaining war to his daughter than nudity. Think about that. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. And just to, to note, I, I have read all the cards I have. If you haven't been called, whether or not you've uh, filled out a card and you want to speak, you can just uh, line up. Go ahead. I'm John Gilmore. Um, I live in the Haight-Ashbury in District 5. I'm surprised not to see my own supervisor here. Um, I oppose the ban, and I, I think it's, uh, it's far too broad to actually deal with the problem. If there is a problem with a small number of people being nude or exhibitionists in the Castro, deal with that with something more targeted. But there's nudity all over the city. I first noticed the issue when our former uh, city uh, district attorney, Kamala Harris, refused to prosecute someone who was arrested at Fisherman's Wharf for doing nude yoga for peace. She said, there was no sexual content here, there is no crime, there is no indecency, and let him go. Now you're going to ban doing nude yoga for peace at the wharf? That's not a permitted event. Um, I come from the Haight-Ashbury. There was plenty of nudity in the Haight-Ashbury all throughout its history. Are you going to ban that because a couple of guys are running around pantless in the Castro? I mean, think about this. Uh, and when yeah. Uh, we also have a nude beach in San Francisco at Baker Beach. Are you going to wipe that off the map too? Surely we can do something a little more targeted if there really is a problem. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. I would say good morning, but it's going on three hours that I've waited to be here to speak for you. And I resent having to come here all the time to challenge my supervisor, Scott Weiner, on yet another issue that's divisive in the community because there aren't community meetings held and there's no ability to ever create a compromise in District 8. The quick trigger approach is always more legislation. We saw it with the no sitting in the plazas. There's always really strong legislation written. All the community activists and residents who aren't part of one of the neighborhood associations has to come down here, has to meet with you, has to sign petitions, just to get you to compromise on the legislation. 
This is a lesson for both supervisors here. I'm sorry Christina Loggi's not here because she's at least bisexual. This is not just a gay issue with nudity. But I'm a gay man, I'm a person with AIDS, and I resent that it's a committee of two straight people here that don't understand the Castro, that don't live in the Castro. I've been in the Castro for 25 years. And constantly when legislation comes up, we go to the Merchants Association, the Bose Triangle Association, the CBD, the same people are here, and I like them personally, I disagree with them politically. There's hundreds and thousands of residents who don't belong to these groups. You're responsible to everybody. Have a damn community meeting. We just had the rainbow pride flag on city property designated by the merchants, and they'll never flag it at half mass, they'll never put the leather pride flag up, they'll never put the bear flag up, because we can't come to a compromise. We just had the park benches taken out of Milk Plaza because we can't deal with the homeless issue. Because a few small group vocal people in these organizations rally, legislation comes, and it keeps changing the fabric of our neighborhood. I worked at Cafe Floor helping the owner. We put a Santa Claus smoke and a three-point joint on the roof for Christmas a couple years ago. No one complained. Tourists came out of the woodwork. The nudists walked by Cafe Floor, voted best cafe in the Bay Area by readers' polls in three newspapers. The nudists walked by constantly. Photographers are taken. The tourists are no problem. Our business Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Virginia. Next, next speaker. Next speaker. Thank you everyone for being here and speaking on this issue and for taking the time. Where to start? Uh, first of all, this whole uh, situation has become overblown and sensationalized by the media, especially with its unbalanced coverage. It's especially telling when the most balanced coverage of any stories relating to the town law were reported by the LA Times and not by any Bay Area newspaper or TV station and that businesses constantly tried to blame their lack of business and their tough business times on this, when the reality, as they say in politics, it's the economy stupid. The reality really is that this has become a referendum on beauty and legislation, legislating against those seen as less than the ideal. You just have to read the comments on the SF Gate Bar, the C.W. Nevius column in the, uh, the Chronicle, uh, the comments on Facebook, if everyone looked like a supermodel, we would not be here today. There are many people with clothes, behaviors that I don't like, but I coexist with them, or I turn my eyes, or I walk the other way. And when it comes to hypocrisy, the Cliffs owner, who is one of the biggest proponents of this ban against nudity, sells giant rubber breasts for Halloween yards away from the kids' toys. Her windows are often some of the most sexualized on Castro Street for Halloween, for the Folsom Street Fair, for Dory. And this is clearly becoming an issue where nudism is being confused with sexualism. There's also, uh, I believe, opponents of wild card. But you walk into that store, it's not very far to go in there before you see very sexual items back in the store. So. Let's move beyond the hypocrisy, let's move beyond the fact that children are not harmed, and let's oppose this proposed ban. It is far too far-reaching and will change San Francisco and gentrify it forever. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Hi, my name is Ron Szymanski. I am an artist in San Francisco. I've been here over 20 years and on and off since I was 10. And 
there have been, there's been a lot of speech about people avoiding the Castro, but there hasn't been any talk about all of the people that have chosen to live in the Castro and have been drawn to the Castro because of the fabric and character of the city, which is an element of that is the nudity. The ban also is too broad. It, there needs to be a different solution to handle the complaints. So when I have a show in the Castro that deals specifically with body image and body shame and human existence, there are elements of that show that are going to be limited by a ban that is too broad. People, including my mother, were thrilled when she came to San Francisco and saw that there were naked people wandering through. I don't think that my mother is that liberal, but every once in a while she sees something like that and it's why she also loves San Francisco. So the concerns about it driving people away are being offset by the people that are being drawn to the neighborhood for that character. Thank you. Thank you very much. Next speaker. Uh, yes, my name is Lloyd Schofield, uh, and uh, being a landlord in San Francisco, uh, it, it's kind of uh, nice to feel um, I'm in agreement with Mr. Avecchioli Mecca. Um, I'm not a nudist. I've lived here for 30 years. I, I do live in District 8. Um, we have very regressive legislature here proposed by Mr. Weiner uh, that is more for show than anything else. Nude people uh, are not causing a problem. They're only um, expressing themselves. They, I have not experienced one act of lewdness there. If that's what you see, then it's in your own head. As far as sitting in the seat and spreading your legs, calling flaunting, it's actually being comfortable. Um, if you take perspective on the issue, uh, you look at the Middle East where women are, are, are made to cover up, and then you look at Europe where there are public nude spaces. Uh, indeed, in parts of uh, Germany, uh, uh, there's parts that are set aside for nudists. People, there's a river going through the city of Munich that people, men, women, children, um, ride down in rubber tubes when they get nude, when they get to the end of the river, they get on the bus to go back and uh, ride down the river again. So um, this is part of our um, puritanical moral heritage that causes nudity to, to be a problem, and it's a problem in the people's own mind. Um, I walk down the street all the time and see something that doesn't that I don't like to look at, but it's part of life. Um, I voted for Supervisor Weiner. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Next speaker. Hi, uh, my name is Kelsey Beyer, and uh, I just wanted to follow up on that gentleman's comment um, two previous commenters ago who said that there are, there are people who are drawn actually to the Castro and to San Francisco because of the tolerance that 
uh, the city shows towards nudity and nudists um, and the human body in general. And uh, I am one of those people. I came here four years ago. Uh, I moved in 2008 uh, after having visited the city only once. And um, my time in the Castro, I saw uh, three nude men standing on the street and just casually interacting with each other. And um, it was... Um, really, I guess, eye-opening and reassuring to me about the world. And I decided that this is where I should be, and I decided to move here um, based on the fact that I, I thought it was a city where I could be more tolerated and more understood um, than anywhere else I could imagine in the United States. Um, and also, I don't, I don't see how nudity uh, is harmful uh, for children to see. Uh, I feel like, you know, as for myself, I grew up uh, with a, a Catholic background and a certain amount of, of body shame, and it has taken me years to get over that um, and to uh, embrace and love, you know, the body that I arrived here in. And I feel that, you know, seeing the vast range of, of variations of the human form is greatly helpful in that respect um, for everybody to realize that their body is okay too. Uh, and that there's nothing wrong and nothing criminal about it. So uh, I oppose this legislation as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Next, next speaker. Speaker's card. Uh, supervisors, my name is Tim Mullins. I'm the Government Affairs Chair for the American Association for Nude Recreation. I'm a lifelong California resident, and I currently live in the Sacramento area. So I come to the Bay Area quite a bit. We, ha we have membership uh, in San Francisco of over 2,000 members, and the uh, American Association for New Recreation is, is uh, opposed to your ordinance. You are taking a drastic approach to a simple problem in a small area. We think that should be addressed by looking at your currently existing uh, lewd behavior laws. We oppose that legislation. Thank you very much. Are there any other, right, um, if anyone else would like to make public comment, uh, please come forward. Yeah, human or avian? Uh, my name is Paul Tordera. Uh, hello, uh, panel. Um, and I just wanted to say, I've lived in San Francisco for 32 years, and I have, uh, there's no other place in the world I would live because of San Francisco's style and, and its charm and its difference and its diversity. And I just wanted to address the aforementioned reference to the uh, sing-along Little Mermaid and the sing-along Sound of Music at the Castro. Uh, I happened to be there one Saturday morning when there was a sing-along mermaid going on and there were nude people. It was a glorious San Francisco day. And I, was, I couldn't have been prouder of my city at that moment as I sat there and I watched the healthy back and forth of the flow of people coming out, families coming out of the underground, rushing to get to see Ariel and whatever her hijinks or get it were, uh, rushing past these just naked people. And it was so every day and it was so why we live in San Francisco. Uh, I simply couldn't have been prouder of it. It struck me as extremely healthy. And I also would think that if you're so concerned about the morals of your children discovering that we're all naked under our clothes, then perhaps you shouldn't bring them to the sing-along uh, Little Mermaid at the Castro Theatre on a Saturday morning. Um, so anyway, so I'll continue to be proud of my city, but uh, uh, unfortunately, with this type of proposed legislation, uh, it does tax one's patience a little, and I'm absolutely not in support of it. 
Thank you very much. Um, is there any other uh, member of the public who would like to make public comments? Would you consider taking one question? I'd like to ask. No. Next speaker, please. And if there's anyone in the overflow room, now is your time to come in. Hi, Supervisors. My name is Mickey Jones. I'm president of the North Beach Neighbors. We very much support your legislation. What's been going through my mind as I've been listening to all these comments is that 365 days a year, organizations like GLAD, NCLR, HRC, we try to convince most people in society that gay people are pretty much just like everybody else except for the gender of our partners. And I don't see this, even though it's being represented as such, as being a gay issue. I really don't. Most of us are as diverse as any heterosexual population. You know, we go to work, uh, we pay bills, some of us are property owners, some are renters, we come in every uh, religious background from all over the world. So I find it somewhat offensive for this to be framed as a gay issue. I don't find it to be such. And as a gay woman, I have a partner. We have grandchildren. Grandchildren? <laughs> and we do not like seeing the naked guys in the Castro. So I would appreciate what you're doing to push this legislation. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Next speaker. My name is Suzanne Thompson. I've lived on the edge of Dolores Park on 20th Street for 30 years. Um, I support the legislation. An example is more than once I've been on Castro Street at my bank and been encountered the naked people, and I find it very objectionable. Recently, I wanted to catch the F streetcar, and I walked up and I made my real quick scan to see where not to look, and there was a naked man standing on the platform, so I had to take the subway. Just a couple days ago, I was walking past the Castro Theater, and a mother and her little girl were there as a naked man approached us full on. So I sort of walked over in front of the child, and the mother thanked me. There are now naked people in Dolores Park. There are naked men, sunny side up, steps away from the playground. And now I've seen naked women as well. I think that it's not a gay issue, it's an issue of civility. And if you're a nudist, go to a nude camp or a nude beach or someplace. I don't care if you do that, but don't walk around in the streets and make me look at it. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. My name is Don Reynolds, and I'm not a resident of, of uh, San Francisco. I'm a resident of Sunnyvale. I came to California from Oregon in 1962 to work. And on the way down, my dad gave me a little uh, path. He said, uh, uh, don't go to the Tenderloin. You know, that's, that's kind of a weird place or whatever. And so I didn't happen to tour there. But I now appreciate the diversity of San Francisco and this comment where someone says, well, that's the home of the fruits and nuts. You know, oh, you gotta, you gotta do something else. I'm supposed to face the, is there a camera here that I'm not looking at? <laughs> Up there? Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> you, you, can, you can look wherever you want. <laughs> okay, I want to call your attention from the issues of a parent in terms of body shame. And that's the nudity part of this. 
It's just a small piece, but I think you mentioned that in, in the whole thing of, of uh, people who are afraid to have their kids see naked people. Well, we all grow up with the, uh, a nude when we start out, and the whole issue is, of course, how do we approach this as we're growing up. This book went through a study that covered five years, five, five years at least of uh, uh, groups of, uh, that were grown within a nudist home. They were nude at home, nude swimming pools, stuff like that, versus another group of people who were raised in textile homes. They followed them through children, through uh, puberty, as they adjusted to dealing with the opposite sex, and then as young adults. And they found out they were far more accepted of each of the opposite sex, and they had less trouble going through puberty of the nudist group. And so the people who were raising kids, if I were to start over right now, I would try to, to implement that. That's, I haven't been able to. My boys are grown now. But I'd encourage people starting out to, to consider this sort of thing, get in touch with the, the nature of society, see if you can get it. We'll have to see what can be available. Thank you. Thank you very much. Is there any member of the public who wishes to make public comment? Any additional? Uh, seeing none, Mr. Chairman, do we close public comment? Public comment is closed. So I want to thank everyone who uh, came out today um, on both sides of this issue. And, uh, um, you know, as I've said before, I'll say again, this is, uh, I think, um, and I hope everyone on both sides of this issue can acknowledge at least that this is a difficult uh, issue. Um, this is not an issue I sought. I did not wake up one morning and decide, <coughs> hey, I have a great idea, let's, uh, let's ban uh, public nudity. Um, this is an issue that developed over time and, despite what some say, is a real issue in the community. Um, there are people I respect uh, and like very much on the other side of this issue, and it's always challenging in politics where people that you like and respect are on the other side, but I do believe this is the right way to proceed. Um, it's been suggested uh, uh, that uh, I somehow did this for media attention or political gain. Well, let me tell you, um, I uh, don't exactly like having my name in the media in the same article as Cockrings and uh, all sorts of other stuff. That's not why I did it. Um, I do enormous amounts of work around transportation, housing, and uh, that's uh, my, by far and away what I prefer to be doing. Um, but uh, this, when, you have, when you're a district supervisor, when an issue arises, you can't just bury your head in the sand and pretend that it's not there. I did not rush into this. Uh, I waited almost two years uh, to do this, and uh, um, it, I believe it's the right way to proceed. Um, I do want to address a few uh, comments that were made about this being, quote, unquote, a few people or a small vocal group. Uh, that is just uh, not accurate. One of the... Um, uh, one of the advantages uh, uh, and, or challenges or whatever you want to phrase it of being a district supervisor, and I'm sure my colleagues um, uh, will vouch for this, is you hear every single, every single conceivable perspective on every issue. Uh, people email you, stop you on the street, call you, Facebook you, and express all sorts of different views. And it's actually, um, it, it can, while it's exhausting, it is wonderful because you hear everything, and sometimes you hear things that you uh, never even uh, thought of uh, before. Um, but it is uh, an, an advantage of being in this position. And I think that anyone who thinks that it's just a small group of people or it's just a few people or it's not people in the Castro uh, is mistaken. Um, you know, there was a reference to the, to the 1,500 uh, people who signed the change.org. 
uh, petition that I know um, colleagues have all uh, received. Well, for the first thousand of those 1,500, um, uh, there was a setting that had people say where they were from. Um, and I actually looked at every single one of those to see where the people were from, and I kept an informal uh, tally. Something like 60% or even two-thirds um, were not from San Francisco. Now, people from San, not from San Francisco have every right to have an opinion about San Francisco. We are an international city uh, and a beacon in many ways. Um, but I think that that also uh, speaks uh, volumes um, and in terms of uh, public opinion uh, in San Francisco. Um, and in terms of the Zogby poll that was mentioned about people in San Francisco uh, aren't offended by non-sexual uh, nudity, um, I suspect that if you insert a question to that poll um, about um, would you like to have uh, uh, naked people seven days a week standing on a corner near your house, I'm willing to bet that that poll result would change. Um, uh, you know, fundamentally, I, I disagree with the argument, um, and the logic seems to go that if we ban one thing, anything, um, we may as well ban everything and be a fascist society. So therefore, uh, don't ban anything, or we're going to become Peoria. Um, I think that that is extreme logic, and if you look at our, our codes and the codes of many, many other very progressive cities, um, we have all sorts of laws that say um, that you can do things and there are limits uh, to what you can do. Um, someone mentioned um, Ayn Rand, and I thought that was very um, appropriate. We live in a community. We live in a community that's very densely populated, and we all have to be able to live together. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't agree with Ayn Rand. I don't agree that it's all about you and as an individual, and I can do anything I want, no matter what, no matter what the impact on other people. Um, so colleagues, I think that uh, this legislation is a reasonable response uh, to a real issue. I think it is um, a very uh, narrow uh, piece of legislation, particularly compared to other codes governing public nudity in this city, and uh, I would uh, move that we forward this to the board with a positive recommendation. Supervisor Chu. Thank you. I do want to uh, thank uh, Supervisor Weiner for bringing this legislation to us and for your thoughtful comments. I would associate myself with many of the things that you have said. I also want to thank members of the public on both sides who came out to speak on this item. I did listen very intently to all the things that were said, both on the for side as well as uh, against the measure. Um, I will be supporting the legislation. Um, what was most compelling to me when I heard the testimony were the people who actually lived in the neighborhood. There were people who in the neighborhood who both supported and opposed the legislation. I recognize that from the comments that were made today. But the idea of having a sense of community about people of all uh, walks of life, whether your family, uh, whether you didn't have a family, being able to feel safe and to feel that they could be comfortable in the neighborhood um, was something that was very compelling to me. And so um, I just wanted to express that. Um, I think someone who was against it also said, you know, this is a community that we want to be part of because it's one where everyone can learn to live with each other and respect each other. And I do think that because of um, how people feel strongly about uh, public nudity, that it is important that the respect goes in all directions and that we create a space that is comfortable for everybody. So that's really uh, wanting to explain the reason why I'm supporting the legislation. I do also think I've heard a number of folks who said that it wasn't narrowly tailored. I do think that it is narrowly tailored to protect the public spaces. And so I just wanted to express that as well. And so I will be supporting this. 
Thank you, Supervisor Chu. Um, Supervisor Weiner has made a motion to send this item forward that Supervisor Chu has uh, seconded it. I agree with that motion. Uh, I agree with what both Supervisors Weiner and Chu have said. So, Mr. Clerk, if we can send this item forward with recommendation, that will be the order. Are there any other items in front of the committee? That concludes today's meeting, sir. Meeting is adjourned.